Je luistert naar een boodschap van C3 Church Amsterdam en Almere. Wij zijn een kerk van geloof, hoop en liefde. Voor meer informatie over onze kerk kun je terecht op onze website c3amsterdam.nl of c3almere.nl Wij geloven dat deze boodschap jou vandaag zal bemoedigen, inspireren en bekrachtigen. Committing yourself to someone or staying in commitment to someone. And so these three things that Peter points out in these two verses in chapter 3, verse 3 and 4, will give us three things that will help your marriage be healthy and help you decide on who to date and who to marry. That's got to be worth something because relationships are pretty much the most important thing we have on earth. So if you can hold friendships together, uh, a dating relationship together, if you can hold a marriage together, uh, you and I are going to change our society. Because in all our advancement in in science and in philosophy and so on, we have not advanced in our ability to handle relationships. They're as broken now as they have been for the last two, three, four, five, six, seven thousand years. We have not advanced in our ability to relate to one another, uh, except for the wisdom of the word and through God's people. And so I know by the end of this service, you're going to find healing and freedom from any any brokenness in your relationships, but we together are going to get equipped. This is my prayer, that we together get equipped to help make this community healthier. Because if we can breathe health in relationship, that's going to help the people around us who are struggling, who are feeling broken, who are hurt and, uh, uh, and in isolation. And so here we go. 1 Peter 3, verse 3 says, Don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles. Don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles, Sipka. Expensive jewelry in town or beautiful clothes, Peter. You should clothe yourselves with the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. I'm going to read this again because it's only two verses. It's all I've got, so you're going to have to let it be internalized and change you. You ready for this? Don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. My first thought for us today is this. He says, don't be concerned about the outward beauty. We need to know what the right measure is. What is the right measure when you're determining Who to date or what to value in your marriage? What's the right measure? If I was to say to a guy, don't value the outward, I know he would be shocked with that when he sees the girl with the hot legs walking past and they're going, he's going, what do you mean I shouldn't value the outward? Now, I'm not going to even argue that one at all. Simply to say this, what if the girl with the hot legs had a hot temper? Would she still be the right decision for you? Just saying, just posing the question. I'm here to ask the questions. You're here to internalize and answer them a little later. Hot legs or, 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 a, or a hot, positive character? Beautiful character. We need to learn to measure well. Husbands and wives. Um, husbands, she probably won't look the same 20 years after you're married as she did walking down the aisle. Wives, he won't look the same 20 years on. Does that give us the right 
to look at someone 15 years younger and change the model. Do we recycle? Do we hand them in and change them for a more up-to-date model? <laughs> Just asking the question. We need to know what we measure by. We need a date values, not vision. Date values, not what we see. You can say, well, I've had a vision of an angel. You've not met her. You should see her. She's an angel. She is just the vision of perfection. Yeah, but <laughs> that's all very well. What are her values? Yeah, I know. She still flirts a little bit with others, and I know we're dating. And I, yeah, but, you know, when we're married, that'll all stop, won't it? No. I'm telling you, uh, as just forget Pastor Steve. Just call me Uncle Steve right now. I'm telling you, it will not stop when you get married. Right. It just doesn't. Marriage isn't the solver of problems. Marriage is not, is not the problem solver. It's the problem exposer. When you were living on your own and uh, you cope with a little bit of selfishness, it was okay for life to be a little bit about you. But when you get married and uh, your wife says, could you just run up to the uh, to the, the shop for me and buy such and such. What do you do? How do you respond? It's like, who does she think she is? Telling me where to go and what to do. You don't say that. You just go, uh, <clears throat> yeah, of course. Uh, uh, just a little later. I'm just in the middle of this. I'll do it. Uh, you know, just give me an hour or so. That's your way of saying no, but you will do it because you know that's a good Christian thing to do. But she has just exposed selfishness. Marriage is not the problem solver. It's the problem exposer. And so... Things don't get solved. Oh, you know, I know he's on the edge of church. He's not passionate about God. But, you know, if we get married, I'm sure it will change. And it might do, but it might not. Oh, you know, I know I suffer with pornography, but uh, if I get married, I'm sure that temptation will go away. It doesn't. It won't solve it. It's about what's in you now, but in terms of choosing who you date, it's about what's in them now and what they're living by now. You choose now what you will get then. And even if they did change, is it fair to choose someone on the basis that they're going to change? I want to suggest to you that's unfair. Now you're putting expectations on them. Now there's a debt-debtor relationship. Now they owe you something. That's not a healthy relationship. Jesus is... The greatest love anyone could show is that you lay down your life for a friend. That suggests that I'm not here to expect something from you. I'm here to give something to you. A healthy relationship is one that says, I know you owe me everything, but I'm not going to expect anything in return. That is to suggest I will serve you. I will not lay expectations on you of what you need to deliver. Oh, but it's only right that a friend, surely, I should expect them to call me each week. I should expect them to go out with me each week. Maybe so, but if you pile expectations on them, now it's a debt, debtor relationship. They owe you something, which means the moment they don't fulfill your expectations, you're disappointed. Now who's hurt? It's you. Now there's a wound in the relationship that didn't need to be there if you would die to your expectations. Don't date vision, date values, date the person who is now what you want, not what they could become. That's not fair on them, and it's not fair on you. Marriage is not a problem solver. It's a problem exposer. Help somebody, please. 
Beauty that comes from within is what Peter's talking about. What do we say about good friendships? These are some of the comments we say about a good friend. We can talk. I can be myself around them. They challenge me to rise higher. We share the same values. We sharpen one another. That's what we say about good friends. So can you say that about the person you want to date? We can talk. I can be myself around them. They, they cause me to rise higher. They sharpen me. Let me tell, let you into a secret. Lisby and I are not compatible. We're not compatible. When I met Lisby, she liked classical music, classical and country music. That would never have been on a list of um, ideal marriage partners. She liked horses and the countryside. That's not compatible for me. <laughs> and I could go on and on. She loved to talk so deeply. Anyway, moving on. And <laughs> I didn't understand the word deep. We, we're not compatible. And yet, what is, the, what is the number one reason people divorce? It's based on their incompatibility. Why did you divorce? Oh, we weren't compatible. You are divorcing your greatest asset when you say that because the very fact you're not compatible means you've married someone who complements you. You married someone who complements you. You don't want to marry someone who's compatible. You want to marry someone who complements your value system, which means they're likely to be different. Preferably, they are different to you. How boring would life be if I enjoyed classical music too and horses and I'm like, I've just married me. Why would I marry me? I didn't mean to marry you. I could have just looked in the mirror every morning and gone, Steve, you're amazing. I love the way you love, the way you love classical music and horses. And why would anybody ever want anything else in life? No, not at all. I look at Lisby and go, you like classical music? Oh, well, maybe I should grow to like classical music too. Maybe that'll be good for me. And I did. Occasionally, do occasionally turn it on. And uh, you don't necessarily look for compatibility, you look for values. What values did we share? We shared the values of faith. We loved, both loved God. We shared the values of where we thought our future would go. We shared the values of the fact we did actually, even though she loved to talk deeply, we did like to talk. We have always been good communicators. We love to communicate. It's been a foundation in our marriage. It's been a value that we hold. And, and so on and so on. I could share with you the values we hold. It was those values that brought us together. It's those values we build on. Are you dating values or are you dating simply what you see? Chemistry is, is, goes, takes you so far, the values will take you all the way. Hot character and meaningful friendship are more important than hot legs and a cute bum. Oh, yeah. No, that's right. Just, yes. Okay, moving on. Right there, moving on. Take your pick, but I'm telling you, pick the former, not the latter. It will do you much better. You need to know what you're measuring by when you're looking to date, and you need to know what you're thankful for when you're married. Second point, he says in verse 4, he says, you should clothe yourself instead with. You should clothe yourself. The second point is this, you need to wear the right clothes. We think dating is about finding the right person, but what if it's actually about being the right person? Hashtag, clothe yourself. How many times have you said as a marriage partner, if only he would change that, or if only she would do that more often? 
the emphasis being on them. What if a great marriage is about us changing rather than them changing? Hashtag clothe yourself, not them self. I have never sat with a couple struggling with their marriage and heard them say, hey, our marriage is in trouble and it's my problem. Never heard that. It's always, our marriage is, uh, uh, is in trouble and it's this and this and this and them and them and this situation. And it's always a circumstance or the other person that's a problem. I've never heard anyone be big enough to say, actually, it's my problem. I need to change the clothes I wear. Broadly speaking, you will only ever attract someone who's of similar caliber to you. I'm not talking about financial capability or same cultural background, but uh, the same sort of stature and how you hold yourself in life. So the simple trick is this, whether you're looking for someone to date or you want to be a better marriage partner, look in the mirror. That's what Peter's saying to us. Look at the clothes you wear and change the clothes you wear. Have you looked in the mirror lately? If you're dressing down and overweight, why are you expecting to attract the slender gym enthusiast who dresses sharp? Just asking the question. Have you taken a look in the mirror lately? If you're irresponsible with money, in and out of different jobs regularly, why are you expecting to attract the career go-getter? Just asking the question. Have you, uh, if, have you looked in the mirror lately? If you're casual in your faith, why are you expecting to attract someone who is passionate for Jesus? Uh, it's not going to work. You need to look in the mirror. We need to clothe ourselves differently. Well, I always seem to attract the bad guys. Have you looked in the mirror lately? You need to reclothe yourself. Become the person you want to date. Become the person you want to date, or put it another way, have you considered recently what it must be like being married to you? <laughs> I'm just asking, just asking the question. Uh, moving on. No, I'm not going to move on. Have you ever thought about that? I try and ask myself that reasonably infrequently, but frequently enough to challenge myself. Steve, what must it be like married to you? And after my initial reaction of saying it probably pretty awesome, I think a little deeper and then I go, oh my goodness, that must be a challenge. And, uh, and therefore, I now have a filter through which to work on me. What can I do about that? How can I change the clothes I'm wearing? How can I readdress those issues? How can I work on me so that Lisby doesn't have to point them out because that's always a worse option? What's it like being married to you? If you want to attract a certain type of person, you need to become that certain type of person. Work on you and let God worry about the rest. If you're trying to attract Mr. or Mrs. Perfect, that's, that's maybe okay, but the problem with that is as soon as you get together, you're going to mess up the entire relationship because you're not perfect yourself. Maybe, just maybe, if you're looking for someone here today, maybe you need to lower your expectations or change a little bit what it is you value Maybe there's someone sitting in this room right now. <laughs> I won't linger on this point too long. Maybe there's someone sitting in this room right now who actually already shares your values. Maybe they're not Mr. or Mrs. Perfect, but maybe, maybe they would be good for you and you for them.
Maybe they're the sort of person you could be yourself around that you feel comfortable talking to. Maybe you've written them off because you've gone, oh, they're just, uh, they're just a really good friend. Woo! Not a bad starting point, I think. Louis Anintan Vitink spent many years as very, very good friends. Louis going, hmm, but she's just a good friend. Hmm, maybe that's a good starting point, Louis. Ah, oh, okay. I thank the Lord that they saw the light. Moving on, moving on. First of all, what is the measure you're choosing? Date values, not vision. Secondly, how you dress. Look in the mirror. Maybe you need to change something about the sort of person you want to become because of the sort of person you want your partner to be or your dating partner to attract. Thirdly, finally, Peter says this in verse 4. He says, which is so precious to God. He lists these qualities. He's talking about qualities and attributes, and he says, these are so precious to God. My final point is this. We need to know what really matters. What is it that really matters to God? Because when we discover what really matters to Him, and we decide that we will value what He values, then we will live stronger than in any other value system. That is to say, if you value his value system, you will have strong relationships. In fact, you won't just have strong relationships. You will find yourself strong in every area of your life as you begin to hold precious what he holds as precious. And I know when you're dating, the, 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 the sort of chemistry that goes on inside you. And I know a little hanky-panky gets a little tempting from time to time. And going further maybe than a little hanky-panky. This was a problem in the Dutch service to translate. <laughs> Apparently there's not a Dutch translation. I find that hard to believe. <laughs> that the Dutch are that pure and innocent. You want to... But when you value what God values, that is sexual relationship in the context of a marriage covenant, you strengthen your relationship. You say, no now because I'm going to wait for yes later. Stronger in relationships because we value what really matters. If we love God, we will value what He values. If you value what He values above all other values, you're building a stronger life. If you want to attract someone passionate for Jesus because that's a value, get genuinely passionate yourself. If your marriage has lost a spiritual edge, don't point at the other person. Switch something on yourself. If you're leaning on your partner for your faith, that's a, that's not, that's a wrong expectation of what your partner's supposed to do for you. Put your faith in Christ yourself. If you're married and your partner isn't a believer or not passionate, that's okay. Your job is not to change them, as I've already said. That's unfair. Our job is to live passionate ourselves, to be kind and loving, patient and generous, to live full on for Jesus, not to withdraw, to try and find a compromise, but to push forward 
and live as Jesus is calling you to live because it will enrich your marriage. Your life in Christ will show. When we value what He values, you will find a stronger and deeper and meaningful and more enriched relationship. Same with your friendships. It's so tempting to compromise our values because we think it's going to enrich a friendship. Because they do that, maybe we could meet halfway, but it never does. It always leaves you disappointed. It always leaves the relationship a little awkward. Never compromise. What God says is so precious. Because when you hold that valuable, they will respect you more for your authenticity than for your compromise. I have found my family relationships, uh, my friendship relationships have become stronger by me being more full on, by me being more on fire for the values of Jesus than trying to meet halfway because they respect me for what I believe. What are you going to measure by? Values or vision for what you see? Who needs to change, you or them? Try you. And will you hold precious the things that are precious to Him? Will you show value for what God loves? God loves people. We should value people. If today you want to strengthen your relationships, if you want your relationships to be stronger, you want a stronger marriage, or you want your friendships to be stronger, or the relationships in your family to be stronger, or maybe you're going, do you know what? I would really love to have a dating relationship, but I want it to be strong. You're making that decision today. I will only date the person I know will be strong for me. If you want relationships to get stronger, I want you to stand to your feet because we're going to pray together right now. Let me just share with you very quickly before we pray what has been on my heart for this series what has been on my heart is that is that you find healing in relationships that you don't just get stronger and wiser about future relationships but you find healing for maybe relationships that have been broken or damaged maybe uh Maybe you're in a second marriage now and you're still carrying brokenness from a previous relationship. Maybe a previous dating relationship has been broken and was never really fixed. Many years ago, I had a, a deep break in a very close friendship. Liz and I with another couple who, uh, the relationship broke. They, I won't go into the details. <laughs> they were unkind to us. And in fairness to them, they did try and fix it. We tried and fixed, to fix it, but it didn't. It, it lacked sincerity. We did everything we could to try and mend that relationship. The Bible says, do everything you can as far as it depends on you to try and build a bridge, to make peace. And we did that. But it was still a broken relationship until two or three years later when he called me hadn't really spoken for two or three years and he just called me and somehow God had been working on his heart and he said I'm so sorry so sorry for what I did that was so wrong to have done that I just fixed it 
fixed a broken relationship. You may be here today and you're going, you know what, I've got a broken relationship, but I've, there's nothing I can do. I've tried. That's okay. You've done your bit. I want to pray today that God will do something. God will stir their heart. God will stir their heart to approach you so it can be fixed. So could we close our eyes? Because the presence of the Holy Spirit is here to heal and mend and strengthen and restore. And he loves you. He loves the relationships you have more than you can imagine. He wants them to be strong and whole. Sometimes we do stupid things and we don't even realize that we say stupid things and we don't even realize that I'm praying today that we'd get wiser and cleverer about how we say what we do. Holy Spirit, I pray today you would bring healing of broken relationships and restoration of previous relationships, healing of current relationships. We know you can fix what's broken. I thank you there. There is no judgment in this place for the crazy things we may have done. But rather you're into new starts, fresh beginnings. And the word over you today is, this is a fresh start. This is a new day. This is a new beginning. So Lord, we forgive anybody who's ever done or said anything against us to offend us. We forgive them. We release them. We hold nothing against them. Where we feel they owe us, we cancel that debt. There's people here and that wound has gone really deep. Right now as you choose to forgive, it may not feel, it may be that you don't feel the forgiving ability. But as you say it inside of your your mind, your heart right now, I forgive. As you say it, as you force yourself to say it, you're going to open part of your life that Jesus can heal. We forgive them. We let them go. In Jesus' name. I pray, I pray that as a church, we bring healing to our communities. If I would be bold, to bold as to say, I pray we would be a healing to our nation as we bring words of encouragement and support, as we embrace people with comfort in their times of need, as we see neighbors or colleagues struggling in their marriages or their relationships, as we bring a, a timely comment so we do something, an act of kindness that helps bring fresh courage into a relationship. We can make a difference, a significant difference in a society that's so broken in this area. Lord, use us. Let's be your vessels to carry your message of healing in Jesus' name. Just while every eye is closed. people here today and you know you need your relationship with Jesus fixed 
need it, it mended. You, you know it's not been right. You know it's, it's been more about coming to church or saying the right things. But you've lost that personal, intimate relationship. Maybe you're here today and you've never, never asked him in. Maybe it's because relationships in your life have been broken. It's been hard to trust. I get that. Please take it from me. You can trust him more than you can trust anyone. It's one thing he promises to do, and that is he will never let you down. And he will never leave you. What do people do? They let you down and they leave you. Jesus promises to do neither. So if you've never asked Jesus into your life, you know you need to come back to him. You need to be sure you're going to heaven. Just where you are, I want you to say this prayer with me. I want everyone to say this prayer. Can we say this together? It goes like this. Dear God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he died for me. I ask that you would forgive me. Today, I trust you. Come and live in me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I thank you that you believed in me. I thank you that today I am saved. In Jesus' name. Just with every eye is closed, if, if you prayed that prayer, or you wanted to pray that prayer, or if that was for you, could you just, right where you are, just raise your hand and then put it back down? Because I'm going to just pray over you, just right where you are. That was in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Wonderful. I want you to carry this presence with you as you leave this place. Bedankt voor het luisteren naar onze podcast. We zien je graag terug in een van onze diensten. Kijk op onze website voor tijden en locaties.